Hello, and welcome to Art Box. I'm your host, Jason. In this episode, I talk to Christian Gordy. Christian is an artist and a musician. If he isn't creating or making music, Christian is making and creating paintings or sculptures. His work reminds me a lot of Joan Mitchell, Jean-Michel Pesquet, and Francis Bacon, all wrapped into one. Now, for full disclosure, I've known Christian for a long time from another time and space. We talk about his work and his process, as well as his philosophy of sorts. I have to admit, I kind of pressed him on that last one. So, with that, sit back and relax and enjoy the interview. All right, so uh, this is kind of the opener question that I ask everyone to kind of like introduce yourself kind of question. The question is, uh, how did you get your start? And when I'm referring to that is like as in your art, and you can even bring in your music. So how did you get your start, and uh, what's your origin story? Well, I mean, I guess I always did, you know, not seriously. I mean, I grew up in like very redneck, hillbilly town, which the arts weren't exactly promoted. Schools are outside of school, you know, mainly like, sports or like even the rodeo yeah but there were art classes and i always kind of excelled in those in school and then you know when i finally went to college which i didn't want to do but i kind of got forced into it uh i guess i'm going to be an artist you know i don't know what the hell else to do so i was also playing in a band at the time so those two things kind of go hand in hand yeah i just started um i took a painting class i also had some It did help kind of push me in my painting class where basically I was doing acid study class because I felt like I couldn't paint unless I was, unless I was on acid. Hmm. But I was just a really good painting. And I just kept kept that up through college. My professors loved me. They thought I was like, they made me feel special, put it that way. So I felt like I was on to something. And then, I don't know, I just never really stopped kind of fucked up when I got out of college. I should have moved directly to New York, which I did not do. I stayed in Florida for way too long. Then lived in Atlanta for a while, but I just, I'm a bad businessman, basically. But I've never stopped. It's like, it's something I have to do. I, don't, I feel pretty useless unless I'm, unless I'm making something. Yeah, well, you, that includes music, too. I mean, you've been... Yeah, I'm sure I've you've... never stopped doing that. I mean, I, got, I guess I've been doing that pretty much my whole life also in one form or another. But yeah, I guess the art I got serious about more like in like my like early twenties. But I was doing music years before that, very regularly. Like didn't you have a learner's permit and you were playing music before that? Yeah. Yeah. I've always had a guitar, usually something to record with, whether it be like a little tabletop tape player and then, you know, I got my first four track when I was probably like fifteen or sixteen and then started playing like you know, all the instruments and recording my own songs and yada, yada, <laughs> still doing it, uh, you know, I'm well, 48 now. Uh, what do you record with nowadays? Do you have just a digital four track or some kind of like Zoom device? I have um, one of the Universal Audio Apollo units. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Those are basically it's it's very nice. Yeah. Well, I basically have like a little studio at my desk. It's pretty amazing. It's uh, I mean, it's recorded in studio. This new project that I'm in, we recorded our first record in this nice studio here in Brooklyn. But then I bought that this unit like right after that, and I basically bought every plugin that they use yeah. on that album in the studio. And I don't know, as far as I can tell, this sounds just as good. Hmm. Even though the guy who recorded our record obviously knows how to use the shit a lot better than I do, and there's like certain <laughs> aspects of it. But considering my lack of knowledge, just being like digital shit, it sounds really good. So I'm happy with it so far. Yeah, I'm I'm very new to all of this. It's really fun, but like, yeah, it's like it, before I was just using GarageBand and using like it was just very basic, and then I got this and I was like, wow. I'm, yeah, I, I uh, when I I make music, so I make music for these shows. I, I use Ableton Live, and that one's yeah. pretty. I had to relearn how to make music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. And it. I'm just using the Universal Audio. They have a new a new app. But I'm starting to realize that it's kind of designed to make you buy more of their plugins because I think yeah. it's hard to use outsider plugins with these. I have like a the Moog plugin, so I can like well, that's a good plugin to have. On like anything, it sounds great. Yeah, you got you got to have that plugin. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a lot of fun, definitely. Well, that's the thing. It's new project that I'm doing right now. It's all uh, the dude that my partner, the guy I'm doing it with. He like creates all the beats from old prog, like like kind of proto metal and it's weird obscure like old rock bands you know like rap like rap style like straight off the record right so there's still like pops and stuff in it and he kind of really breaks it up to where it's like bass lines and stuff and then i just go over that like he sends that to me and then i put it into this thing and then i go over that and i do like guitar and i do like the vocals it's, it's basically like punk music made with rap techniques is the best way to describe it yeah have you heard of uh sleaford mod the the punk rock band from yeah the, i mean you know what i just started listening to them because of this band my buddy was like oh yeah you just should check them out kind of similar to what we're doing but obviously way different it sounds different but it sounds kind of like the same like you know way of like creating it yeah and i've i have had this discussion with other people it's like I, I think honestly this might be where punk rock is going punk rock has never been dead it's just that it's changing yeah well that's why i like this so much we were doing this before the pandemic hit but right since it hit we've been like we've recorded records because that's all i can do you know i'm either like doing that i'm working on art i work one day a week yeah. so that's like all i do is like work on music and like work on art yeah, just to kind of sum it up, you have been playing music ever since you can remember, playing the guitar. Then you started discovering painting generally in your, your 20s. And yeah, well, in my fourth college year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah when you were in college in Durest and yeah. uh, up till about now. Uh, what kind of things were you painting back in the day uh, when you first started kind of discovering it? What, what kind of subject matter would you paint? Was it just? I was basically like kind of ripping off Willem de Kooning and like old Jackson Pollock, you know, that kind of early abstract expressionism stuff really spoke to me. There was a museum in Jacksonville that's on the water. Um, uh, oh yeah. Um, in Riverside. Yeah. It's in Riverside. Um, I cannot remember. Yeah. It, Anyhow, 
Yeah, they had a show come through, but it was old Pollock, Willem de Kooning painting. Obviously, you know, in Florida, you don't have a lot of access no. to see that in person. But that kind of, like, blew my mind, and that's when I started really getting into painting. And I don't know, I've always kind of stuck with that kind of, I just felt like kind of cryptic abstract art, I guess. It's always been a little figurative, I guess, because there's, like, definitely there's ideas that I'm trying to convey or whatever. I mean, just trying to, like, bury ideas into it. It's kind of like a diary, I guess. Hmm. But you just kind of like keep covering it up until it just becomes its own thing. Yeah. That's a little brain fart type in one, basically. But usually the best work is kind of the brain fart, you know, in my opinion. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, usually accidents are usually come out to be the best stuff. What I've found out is these are the things that I don't think I, that I don't like are the ones that everyone likes too, which is still to this day trying to like figure that out. Like, yeah. Well, good luck trying to figure that out. I, I know what you mean. It's like yeah. I've done work where. You know, everyone's liked it, and I'm like, ah, like really? You like this? Yeah. Like, this is great. This is so powerful. I'm like, okay. But the people loved it. Yeah. I mean, no one bought it, but people loved it. <laughs> uh, people, man, people love loving stuff, but they 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 don't love uh, giving up money for it. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I know. I, I people can... love art, but they hate paying for it. Yeah, I know. I know. You want to give a lecture about how just as value as you going out and getting a, yeah. a tank of gas or getting some bread. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, how much did you pay for that jacket that's going to go out of style in two years? Okay. Well, how about um, invest that in the artwork that you say you like? Right. You know, you can't tell people what to buy. No. Well, I buy art more than I like than I make off of art. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can believe that. I was always told. I like, I like collecting art as much as I like making it for sure that's valid because uh i was always told that good artist is someone who also collects art you know yeah absolutely so i i wanted to ask this to you uh recently or i should say not that recent but you know uh more recent in the last you know year or so uh it looks like you've been kind of moving into doing more sculptural pieces yeah what kind of prompted you to move into that kind of realm of doing that it was pretty random actually when i was in college i had a ceramic class and I did a lot of these weird kind of kind of abstract sculptural pieces that were like kind of looked like weird coral or something. Yeah. But I never have done it again. I really enjoyed it. I've never like really touched it since. Last year, my friend opened up a ceramic shop here, but it's like more of a where you go and paint cups with your girlfriend and oh, like they right. fire them and yeah. glass for you and all that. Yeah. But she has access to like these huge kilns, so I'm like. If I make some pieces, can I fire them at your place? And yeah, totally. So I like made these ceramic pieces, which is kind of a nightmare trying to keep them safe, you know, like while they're drying and everything. And then yeah. I like spiked them over, like fill greenware and somehow managed to not break anything. Pretty stressful, but they came out really cool. I did like, I don't know, nine or 10 of them. And, but then I like went back, did some, did a lot of paintings, did like this whole series kind of based on like bar life working to like five in the morning and dealing with horrible people. Like <laughs> it's kind of like the whole series of this thing. And then when I got done with that, I was kind of burned out on painting. And, um, Oh, that's no, I've got, I got it backwards. I did this, the ceramics after that. Okay. And then like that, and then after that I did, that's kind of did like these wheelchair series. Yeah. Which I love by the and, way. Um, I think those are awesome. What's that? I love those pieces. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried not, I painted over a few of those, but, I, but then I started liking them again. I was like, wait, no, there's something here. Yeah, but there's then just was something like, about the brush strokes that really kind of just strikes a chord with me. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know, I guess that's, because, you know, I had cancer when I was a kid, and it's 
kind of like a kind of based on all that. Yeah. Plus, you know, like the blood red, and it's kind of like the more like violent kind of stroke. Yeah, it it reminds me of, of um, Francis Bacon in a way. Yeah, yeah, I can, yeah, I can see that. Kind of definitely like kind of like, like a more like a kind of weird like medical body fluid kind of feel to it, you know? Yeah. It, I, I get that feel. I uh, really, I do. It also feels like it was, um, it was like uh, if you were uh, astro projection. I feel like it's kind of an astro projection going on with it. Well, that's kind of like like everything that I do is like I feel is like kind of like that because the whole idea is trying to like pull something out from somewhere else and pull it into like this reality. You know, pretty much every, especially with these new sculptures I'm doing, I really feel strongly that way because they're like. With the wood, because I, I never, well, first of all, I never, like, sketch at all. Like, rarely I might, like, sketch on, like, a, like, a, you know, piece of mail or something. Yeah. I, I don't, like, I have sketchbooks. I rarely sketch, <laughs> never plan anything out. It's kind of, like, let it happen as it goes. But, like, even more so with, like, the wood pieces, because I literally just to start going at it, I can kind of see the shape happening as i'm working on it you know and then it just keeps evolving into something else and then before you know it you have like something i didn't know that i was even capable of doing you know or like but it feels like it's like you're pulling something in from another reality kind of the idea of it yeah i i get the feel from it. it's like uh totem poles from another dimension is how i mm-hmm. would describe it you know like in a short way because yeah. they are I mean, they're, I, I like them. They're very busy. They're also very uh, not busy. And uh, and, and how yeah. you, you photograph them is also pretty cool. It's like each kind of a layer kind of thing can almost have its own story, you know, or you can make your own story yeah. with it. Another like thing, it's also like really influenced by, you know, I don't know, for probably like 20 years of like collected as much as I could afford, like, uh, you know, outsider art, especially like sculptures. I have a... Like, right in front of me, I have a Sultan Rogers piece. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a, a black sculptor from Oxford, Mississippi. I think he's from Oxford. Um, but love his shit. So I had this one that I got in Atlanta from a collector. I got it for 200 bucks. It's probably worth a shitload more than that now because <laughs> the guy's no longer alive. And it's, like, one of the coolest ones I've ever seen. But, I mean, I pretty much just stare at that piece all day, and that definitely gets me a lot of inspiration but um i'm a fan of the outsider art it definitely has a big 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 influence on me and i just like the idea that it's like you know it's untaught it's just it's very natural comes from like a kind of almost like a supernatural place you know yeah i i would agree with that yeah or, or um... like i love like the hates and like the ghosts and demons and stuff like it's like things that are haunting these guys and they like kind of bring them bring it out through like art yeah and you know most of these guys they do it because just to scare their friends you know <laughs> well to scare their like, friends where, or where did where did this where did where was this where did you learn this from like you didn't you just this is just what came out of you you know i think that's pretty amazing well i would say it's, it's a very powerful thing it is and and this this comes from something you're right and it's this the creation of thereof is always fascinating and especially with outsider art, in, in my humble opinion, is what it appeals to me is it's kind of raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of this raw emotion to it, this raw approach. It has it's like, this... It's like, you know, punk rock music or something. Right. It's like, I mean... Like, yeah, I would completely agree. It's like like punk rock. It's coming from this kind of tribal aspect, this rawness. You know? I'd much, 
Yeah, I'd much rather hear a really like ugly, like nasty rock, poorly recorded rock song than I'd rather hear like some ultra produced like prog metal song any day. <laughs> but I still like the two things. But like, it's but ultimately, I think that's kind of where more of my taste lies. Yeah, yeah there's always been something about nastiness. Yeah, there's something about that nasty and rawness that's always appealed to me as well, you know, especially with this day and age. Well, I was asking you earlier about what equipment you cord with. It's like what you have and like the stuff I use, it's all digital. You know, it's it's nothing kind of raw about it. If you want to add any rawness to it, it has to be, you know, a plug-in. You know, you can't just get it, you know, that's natural. I like it. I just turn everything all the way to 10 and it sounds killer. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't know what it's supposed to do. I have a bunch of, I have a lot of preamp vintage or modeled after vintage preamps. Yeah, the plugins, yeah. And I just I just put them on everything and turn them all the way up where it just blows it out. I, I could see you doing I, that, I, man. I, I, I can I'm, see. I'm, I'm taking the very expensive way into rawness, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, and I guess it is. It's You're also right. fun. It's also a nerdy thing. I mean, I don't yeah. play video games, but it's like, this is kind of like my video game. So oh, I got like, right. I have this arsenal of like things that I can play with, like with music. And it's, it's a lot of fun. So it, this is, and I mentioned to you earlier, this is kind of more of one of those philosophical type questions. We're going into that world. Um, okay. Yeah. So put on your philosopher hat if you have one. Um, I need to do a shot of tequila. <laughs> well, there Actually, you go. Hold on a second. I'm going to go pour another drink. Okay. That's, that's my philosopher hat. That, okay. Well, hey, go for it. All right. Sorry about that. No, that's fine. So here you go. Here's the, the million dollar question in, in uh, the category of philosophy. Um, could you find a way to describe your philosophy and approach to your work? Some people call it a practice. Describe my philosophy to work. Yeah. It, 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 Without saying, it, if I, had, I would say, first of all, it's very therapeutic. And I don't know if that would be a philosophy. No, that could be. Um, I mean, I do it, like, out of, the, like, like, I never felt like I'm trying to, like, break down, like, you know, artistic barriers or, like, you know, like, never really got it. I mean, I like, I like the idea of, like, concept art, but, like, definitely never felt that way about mine. Yeah. But it's usually just taking like, you know, it's just taking in basically just taking in your surroundings and then like regurgitating it in some kind of like lyrical way, like with God, that sounds so lame. But like <laughs> but like with like paint or whatever, you know, whatever materials you're using. It's just like but I mean I, I think it's just like it's just basically taking stuff in and shitting it out, basically. It's almost like it's like digesting digesting reality with your brain you know i mean I, that's the best way i can describe it that is because actually definitely, like don't look at like my pieces as like trying to like you know they're not definitely like but sometimes they are you know they can be political like i mean like i've definitely done some pieces lately because guess what i'm digesting is this fucking bullshit that i'm getting fed every day yeah. and like you know i did this one piece the other day and this wood piece and um, it kind of looks like, you know, in a very strange way, like like a really demonic Donald Trump. And I just called it the bum, you know? This is like right after his tax 
came out and stuff. And just because that's what I was, not like I was like, I'm going to make this look like Donald Trump. But that's just like what was like on my mind so bad. And just like, you know, definitely like anger fuels my art. Just like, I don't know, just like it would like with music. But yeah, I was going to. I, I really, I really am thinking nice thoughts when I'm, <laughs> when I'm making art. It's usually like, like I'm venting usually. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you probably do the same, you probably do the same approach for your music as well, right? You just take it, oh, yeah. spin yeah, totally. it, and then... Um, but then again, I don't like write lyrics. I don't like make my lyrics. I mean, occasionally, but I really try to like, I, I try to like, I don't know, like hide it, you know? Hmm. I like switch up words and stuff to like make it not so obvious what I'm talking about because I don't know, that's just, that's just a little bit of a turn off for me. I like, I, I like to, I like mystery. Hmm. Would you say you like British mysteries? <laughs> What's that? So uh, would you say that you like British mysteries? No. <laughs> I don't even like British TV. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> wow. Well, here you go. Here's one just to mess with you. Um, when when do, this is another one of those philosophical uh, uh, one of those uh, philosophical questions. When does a medium become a message, as in a voice, or you used for storytelling? Oh yeah, ten points. Game's on the line. Well, when does it? That's 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 the weird part of it. Uh, yeah, that's that's the twister. That's yeah. Well, I mean, I guess with me, it's like. It's never really a message for anyone but myself, you know. It's kind of it's kind of an inside joke or an inside story to myself, and I might like kind of like hint around to it in the titles and stuff. But like, for instance, uh, I did the series, and they're like mainly like they were just kind of busy, heavy, like on the like darker colors. Um, but I called it After Hours for the series and it's basically strictly about you know working in a bar and bar life and and it's you know like there's like i know why i painted each one of these like little characters or whatever you want to call them that's in the painting even though they're not necessarily figurative right but, like i said earlier it's like a, it's like a diary you know it's mm -hmm. like also but the message isn't for anyone but me hmm. <laughs> like, fair if enough that, if that makes any sense no, that makes sense. Fair enough. I mean, it doesn't have to be for other people. It can be for yourself. You're, I'm not going to disagree with that. It's like a, yeah, it's like a cryptic diary. <laughs> a, a visual cryptic diary. A visual cryptic diary. That should be a name of an album. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, what my art is. Bingo. Yeah, bingo. There you go. That's that's your Oliver pitch for it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's why I'm bad. That's why I'm, I'm an unsuccessful artist. Yeah. Yeah, actually, your work is pretty good, man. I mean, honestly, your work reminds me of like uh, of Vasquez and Francis Bacon, and you know, even Joan Mitchell. So, you know, it's your work is. I love all those artists. You know, your work does really look; it would fit in that world. So, so don't uh, don't diss yourself. Okay. Because if I listen to music while I'm trying to do art, then it's like I'm too focused on the music, and I don't really like. Kind of like I don't know. Some well, reason that doesn't go hand in hand to me. Well, that's, I just need like random back out background noise. 
Well, I was going to say, it's part of your DNA at that certain point, man. I mean, that's the other thing I, I've known you to always play. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm not yeah. surprised that you would stop. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was like actually kind of fun. I want to thank Christian for taking the time to do the interview. If you want to see Christian's artwork, you can check out his Instagram page at Gordy Gordy Gordy. To check out one of his music projects, Blackout, head on over to Bandcamp.com and look for Blackout 666. And of course, Artbox is on Instagram at ArtboxDNV. To hear past episodes of Artbox, go to the website, ArtboxDNV.com. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>